When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be with you on your Saturday morning for this Easter long weekend. Hayes, I know you're excited. You're heading up north as soon as the show's done this morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning to you, Beaver. Yes, checking out a good part of Western Australia. Where is it? Place where is it? Called where is it? Coral Bay. So Coral Bay. You've got to go past Coral Northampton, Bay. where yeah. I'm from. We'll stop off there and then we'll keep going to Coral Bay. I'm a little bit excited. We're going to catch the big fish. Yeah, Denham. You going Denim? to Denham? No, we won't no. go to Denham. No, we bypassed Denham. Denham bypassed Denham. I was up there August last year. Beautiful part of the world. But wherever you are in Western Australia, drive safe. Make sure you're having a very, very happy and pleasant Easter. And a reminder, double demerits are in effect until midnight on Monday. You could lose your licence twice as fast. So make sure you are sensible and you're patient out there on the road. The dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Now, Hayes, I'm going to give the new ball to you. It's Easter. There's a lot of things that you can be thankful for at this time of the year. Family, friends, health. But no, you want to take aim at this. Let's take on the AFL once again because they did introduce some new rules into the VFL competition this year. And what it meant was that three players from each team had to be inside the 50-metre arc at all boundary throw-ins and also for kick-ins. Now, through some of the early practice games that have been played in the VFL, there's been a lot of time taken for players to get back into positions. And the coaches have gone bananas, Carl. They haven't been happy. They've had some words to say. So today, the AFL... And the VFL, in conjunction, they come out and they make some amendments to the initial game adjustment. So now, two players inside the 50-metre arc, only at throw-ins, down from three, and no longer for kick-ins. So the AFL have gone soft here. They should have held their stance for the entirety of the season. Give it a go, because until you give it a go, umpire it correctly. If a player's taking too long, Carl, to get back into the 50, pay the free kick against. And I'm pretty sure... Quick, smart, they won't venture too far away from the, the 50. That's what it was designed to do, just to have a look at it. And now it's all been changed. There we have it. That is the dig for another week. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Coming up next, we'll hear from Ken Hinckley from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hayes will be with you on your Easter long weekend. And uh, tonight we'll see the Port Adelaide Power coming into town to take on the West Coast Eagles at Optus Stadium. Ken Hinckley was kind enough to catch out with our very own Carl Langdon and yourself, Hayes, earlier this week. Happy Easter to you, mate, and a couple of nice victories. What, 52 and 54 points? You're flying at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, look, it's been, a, a, you know, obviously a nice solid start for us, but... Um, we know there's a big test coming on um, on Saturday evening. There surely is, mate. And, uh, look, I've been super impressed not only by your experienced players, but uh, a few of those youngsters and uh, a bloke that uh, I, I love, Willem Drew, who you've thrust into a role in the middle, mate. He's uh, He's got an appetite for hard work, that kid. 
Yeah, he has. Look, Drewy's been with us for a few years, and unfortunately he's had a couple of terrible years with injuries. He's always been you know, a young player that we really like. He was in the same draft as, as Hugh McCluggage. He played with him at uh, the Ballarat Rebels. and We always thought he was a pretty talented player, but uh, unfortunately injuries and his feet had put him at, um, on the sidelines for a bit longer than we'd have liked. But we always knew he could play. It was just a matter of getting a good run at it. Zach Butter, Xavier Dersma, they have been really impressive. And Connor Rosie, we haven't seen yet. Is he a chance to come back this week? Yeah, Connor will play. He'll uh, he'll be a part of the team for sure. And um, look, he's in. Um, you know, he's busting to play. He probably should have not should have played last week because he'd had surgery. There was some concern just to make sure we let the wound heal for long enough and didn't put it at any risk. And we it was tempting to want to pick him. I got to say the the week before, but uh, I'm glad we didn't. And now he's um, ready to go this week. Kenny, your philosophy seems to be with young players that uh, if they're good enough, you throw them straight into the team early on. You've had a number that, you know, have come in and you've had some good players miss out over some of that period as well. Is is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I certainly uh, I encourage and encourage our coaches and our, our footy club to, um, to to back the younger players in if they show they've got, um, you know, the desire and work rate to be good AFL players. I've always been of the belief that the quicker they get in the uh, surroundings, the more they learn and the quicker they um, come up to speed that you want them at. And, uh, you know, our, our young boys, yes, they've been given some chances, uh, but they've been given some chances when we've been trying to develop this list too. So, you know, it's a bit different now, a bit more challenging for some of our younger players at the moment, but I uh, do, do generally like to get them in there. Fair late inclusion last week. Uh, <laughs> speaking about one of those younger players, Mitch Georgiades, he did all right. Uh, selection headaches for you, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, Mitch. Um, Mitch is a highly talented young player. He's one of them players, exactly one of those players I was just talking about, where we've got a, you know, got good depth at our footy club at the moment, and um, you know, got plenty of players who are, who are capable of playing AFL football that are waiting for chance. And Mitch showed last week that, you know, given the, um, given the opportunities, he's got enough in him that says he can play, and he's, um, he's not going to be very keen to get out of the side. Ken, you know more than most that you need a lot of luck in this caper. And one thing that I noticed last year is that uh, I think at one point in the finals that I don't think you had, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that you had any players at all on your injury list. You were you were up and about. And it seems like for the most part that you're pretty much up and about again. Yeah, look, we've had, a, look, we've had an outstanding run with our fitness and conditioning staff, but that's, that's through hard work and, um, you know, good planning for us. And, uh, you know, I think maybe... Drewy may have been just about right to play at some point last year because we had COVID. He never got an opportunity to probably get form. But you're right. I think um, you know really close to the end of the year. I think we basically had a full full book of health, and that that helped. You know, as bad as COVID was, it did help with injuries because you didn't play. We didn't we got didn't get to play many second tier games, and that meant you know you didn't get any injuries at that level. So your AFL squad was really healthy and, and you know in good shape for us. Plenty more with Ken Hinckley coming your way up next here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, continuing our chat with Ken Hinckley from earlier this week ahead of their game tonight against the West Coast Eagles. Carl Langdon predicted Ollie Wines to win the Brownlow medal this year and he started pretty well. He's obviously looking fitter than he ever has and it helps when you don't have an incident in the preseason. Yeah, look, Ol's a terrific player and, um, you know, he always... <laughs> He's a pole, He's a bit of a pole getter in, in, in Brownlows, and he always gets a few votes. So he's had a great start this year. I think he had 38 or something last week. And uh, he's an incredibly fit player. Ollie, from the day he walked into our footy club eight years ago, he, he's been really driven, and he and he gives his absolute all as far as conditioning and that goes. So he gives himself the best chance. And he's look to be fair, he he's now a, he's now a man and a big man, and he understands exactly what his game is. I think he's taken some time to figure out his exact game, but I think he now. You know, appreciates what he brings to our team, and as the vice captain, he knows that it's 
you know, uncompromising, tough, hard inside midfielder that, you know, looks after the people on the outside. Kenny, what have you made of the rule changes? And do you think it's helped your team given the speed of ball movement you sometimes show? Yeah, look, I think I think we've always played quite an aggressive attacking brand of football. So I think we were probably playing okay, but it certainly hasn't hurt us. Um, you know, like everyone in the competition, it's only freed up a little bit more than what it previously was. And obviously, uh, we're a couple of years down the track of playing quite aggressive footy. So, you know, we're probably getting a little bit more of a benefit out of it than some, but um, I hope that's the case anyhow and it continues to be the way. But I think we'd naturally take the game on. And, um, you know, if we continue to do that with the rule changes... It's probably going to make it even a little bit better. A big clap for your recruiting too. Alir Alir coming in. He's been pretty good down back. Just what you needed really in Orazio Fantasia. You've managed to get him fit and he's paid you back already. Yeah, both boys, uh, you know, we're really um, specific with the way we went, what we went after. And Jason Cripps done a great job, particularly with Alir Alir. I mean, Orazio was, um, you know, obviously an Adelaide boy desperate to come home and you know, we, we, we explored a little bit of that with him the year before. He was still committed to Essendon and, and credit to where credit's due. He, he stuck at it for a bit longer. Um, he's a real bonus for us. He adds to that front half, you know, allows Butters, Rosie, those type of players to go through the midfield a bit more. And Alir is, you know, he's, look, to be fair, he's almost the perfect player for what we were looking for as far as intercept defender who sends us into offence quite quickly. So uh, we're really pleased to have him, but I don't think Sydney are, you know, they're, they're going okay themselves. They're not too well. They've got a great group of young players. And it always happens, you know, your opportunities for some at a different spot creates uh, another opportunity at Sydney. Yeah, and I think that, you know, on top of Fantasia and Alir Alir, I mean, if you think about the other strategic picks that you've picked up in the last few years and Rockliffe and Burton and Lysett and Motlop and Dixon, I mean, just on just on Motlop alone, I mean, he's he, he seems to have reinvented himself he, he he's he's been a bloke can just looking in from the outside that at times he looks a bit little bit lazy but um you've got him going at the moment yeah look to be fair to steven that's he's, he's exactly but lazy he's anything but lazy i should say he's um he's incredibly hard worker incredibly hard runner what he does is that he runs uh, for us at times when we just need him to run and open up space for others look i think his own form and by his own admission he'd say he's been a little bit up and down over his career probably and uh but he's in a really um, good space at the moment. He, he values his spot in the side. He's, you know, he's at, he's at that stage in his career. He wants to play for longer, and to do that, he knows he's got to be a really consistent player. And and he looks around and sees the threats of uh, those younger players around him, and, and knows he's got to play well week in, week out. And I, you know, from a coach's point of view, it's a perfect spot for us to be in. What about this West Coast Eagles team? You've had some really good games in recent times, and they're one and one, but they've been pretty consistent. Yeah, look, we, we absolutely acknowledge them as a great team in the competition. And, and for us, you know, we've had some great battles in my time at Port Adelaide. Unfortunately, we've been on the receiving end of a couple of, you know, heartbreakers with an after-the-siren shots and in a final and extra time and all those things that go on. But Adam and, and their team, they, you just know how well-drilled they are. They're really mature side. Um, anything but your best is going to get you in trouble, and particularly over in Perth. We, we've got to be right at the top of our game. We've, but we have gone there with confidence and played there and, and played well there. So, you know, I think our last two games, we've been able to get the better of them, but we know how close those games always are with West Coast. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a four-quarter game and you've got to go the whole way with the West Coasters, particularly in Perth. Ken Hinckley there. Great to have him on the program. Hayes, when we come back, you and I will give our tips for that game and a whole lot more right here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Great to hear from Port Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley. They take on the West Coast Eagles later today. It is a 5.10pm start over here in the West. Looking forward to that match, Hayes, and we'll 
get our tips on that in just a moment. But let's work our way through the round. Richmond and Sydney. The Swans have been a real surprise packet so far this year. They took down Brisbane in round one, took care of the Crows, who look much improved uh, from their form last year. Last weekend, uh, I think the Tigers too good in this one, though. But he's back. But he's back. He's with Logan McDonald, the West Aussie. They're going well. They're kicking goals. They're playing a great style. Biggest challenge so far in the competition is Richmond. So I don't think they'll be getting the chocolates. I'm with you, the Tigers and Dustin Martin, to keep going along swimmingly. Essendon taking on St Kilda this afternoon at Marvel Stadium. I'm I'm a little bit torn on this one because I believe in the Dons despite the putrid effort they put up last year. And I think it's acknowledged that Port Adelaide is right mm. up there in terms of premiership contenders for this coming season. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Saints, but I was a little bit disappointed with their effort last week against Melbourne. Likewise, the Saints were the biggest disappointment last week, but the Tigers, not the Tigers, the Bombers, they have been terrible, but I sense there could be an upset here. I am going to stick with the Saints, but I reckon it's going to be a real close one. West Coast taking on Port Adelaide, as we mentioned. Port, um, well, they had it in probably second gear after quarter time last week. Didn't need to do much to get by the Bombers. The Eagles going down on a heartbreaker to the Western Bulldogs. I actually thought the Eagles played better than I suspected they would, considering the travel and uh, a few of the players they were missing. But Shuey expected to come back in for this game. Uh, I think... I actually think the Eagles can do this. I know Port Adelaide have a really good record over here at Optus Stadium, but I just feel like the Eagles played out of their skin last week. They're a stronger team coming into this week. I think they can get it done at home. No, I'm thinking it's Port Adelaide season. I picked them at the start of the year to win, and I haven't seen anything to the contrary so far in this season. They've been playing very well. They're real together at the moment. I know it's tough over here, but they've been here. They've done it before, and I'm expecting them to do it again. Carlton and Fremantle. This is the first game taking place tomorrow. It's at Marvel Stadium in Victoria as well. I I don't know which who I don't know who the favourite is in this one. I think it's an upset if Fremantle win, but I think they can do it. Particularly with news earlier in the week that uh, Martin as well as Zach Fisher will be missing extended periods of time for Carlton. Carlton haven't been bad. I think they've been pretty respectful in both of their losses. To fair to say, two teams that. Uh, We expect to be featuring pretty heavily in September, uh, but I think those injuries, maybe they just might struggle to kick a score. And Fremantle, we saw what they were able to do and generate so many scoring shots last week. I'm going to back the Dockers in on the road. Massive game, this. To the team that loses, they don't play finals. So it's as simple as that. The Dockers, if they're serious, they need to beat Carlton. And from what I saw last week, they will. They played a different brand. They were very crisp and clean and fast with their ball movement. And if they execute that again, they win easily against a disappointing Carlton last week. GWS taking on Melbourne. This one is at Monica Oval in Canberra. I'm going to back Melbourne. After what GWS put up, I know they had a good fight in round one, only going down by a point, but after what they put up last week against the Dockers, impossible to see them bouncing back from that, albeit I expect it to be a closer game. Has to be a bounce-back factor. And if there's not, I think it could be the end. It could spell the end for the coach, and that's early, that's premature. But if they don't fight back, it tells you that he's lost that playing group. Plain and simple, they need to be beating Melbourne. I'm going the upset. Geelong. And Hawthorne on Monday. Who wins this one? It seems like it's Geelong pretty easily on paper, but these two teams going back a decade and a half or so now, you can never really tell who's going to take it out, Hayes. Isaac Smith's going to get in a lot of blues, a lot of fights (laughs) against his old team, but I think the Cats, if they're serious this season, which I think they are, they get a few players back too, they'll be winning. Yeah, I think Geelong in this one for me as well, the MCG on Monday. That's all we've got time for on another edition of Off the Bench. Enjoy your Easter long weekend, and remember, double demerits are in effect until midnight on Monday. It's not worth the risk. Drive safely. We'll be back next week with another edition of Off the Bench.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.